It's gonna be good. people. Thank you for joining me with another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. I'm so excited and so honored to have this beautiful woman in my presence today. Beth and I, we don't really go way back. We only see each other on LinkedIn (laughs) or some social media, but I was just gravitating towards her because of what she's doing and how she's helping other women and and other business owners with all what you do. And she is a, what did we say, a self-help author motivational speaker. She's got it all. So Beth, with further ado, introduce yourself to the listeners today. Well, hey everybody. And hey, Jenny, thank you for having me and thank you for what you do. Right now, most of your guests are in Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania, our hometown, but I know you're growing all over the globe. Oh, hey, I have people in Australia and Canada. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, everybody. You need this woman in your life. (laughs) So tell us, Beth, like, okay, so I saw you on LinkedIn and I was just so impressed by you. Thank you. And I think as women, uh, you know, what I do is with podcasting and I talk and, you know, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at talking to people and listening to people. But how did you become an entrepreneur? Like, how did you start your business? And what is your business called? So my company is called Beth Caldwell Communications. Okay. I started uh, years ago my first... my first step in entrepreneurship, I was a publisher for magazines. I had something called the Pittsburgh Kids Directory. You might have seen it yes. for your kids when they were little. Yes. Um, and then I, as the internet became more popular, people weren't reading magazines, although they are again now. They but are. they weren't yes, for they a are. while. <laughs> um, we moved that business online, and I became a public relations expert and did public relations and marketing uh, for people. But, you know, I've always wanted to be a writer. Since before I could read, I wanted to be a writer. And when I started my business, I made a lot of mistakes. Mm. I didn't know anything, you know, and so I made a lot of mistakes. And so my first book came out in 2009 and it was called, it is called, I wish I'd known that secrets to success in business from women who've been there. So how did you come up with this book? So I have a women's group called Pittsburgh Professional Women, and like you, I like to talk and I like to share. <laughs> and so every month I would do, either either me or a guest speaker, we would have a topic about something that I needed to learn, right? and I would share it with my friends. That's what Pittsburgh Professional Women is. I love you know, it. I wanted I to, have, to go to this. I wanted to have a, a some place that you could learn and learn how to to do something in your business that you can't do, that you don't know how to do, but not have to travel to New York City or Las Vegas or right. Dallas or take to take one of those workshops. Right. Yes. So I was a divorced mom with two small children at the time and didn't have the time or money to go to New York City to take a class. And so I would have somebody come to Pittsburgh or somebody in Pittsburgh teach a class and we would just all share the costs. Oh, that's That's wonderful. how Pittsburgh Professional Women started. In what year did and this so start? We started in 2004. We're almost 20 years old. 
What? Yeah, so almost 20 years old. My kids were little tiny at the time. How did you and, do all this being a single mom? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's what I do. It was a part of my, it was a part of my, my work. And at that time, I spent, uh, you know, get up in the morning mm-hmm. and take the boys to the school bus and then go into work and work and work and work and work. And I never even took a break to go to the bathroom or eat. And then I would stop working and go pick them up at the school bus, stop again at yeah. 3 or 3.30, and then hit the, you know, Boy Scouts, baseball, soccer, swimming, tennis, football, all the things. Um, And then dinner and all of that stuff and laundry. And then I'd start working again at 9 p.m. Wow. And that was my life for a while. So I was lonely. And that's why I started Pittsburgh Professional Women. And so how how I started um, with that first book, to answer your question, is that at the end of every event, we might have 20 people or 30 people. And eventually we got to 80 or 100 people. But I said... Um, this was before podcasting, Jenny. I would say, <laughs> oh, I wish, how could we get more people to know what we just learned right. today? And so I thought, well, let me put it in a book. And that that's how that first book started. Oh, my goodness. So it's Secrets. It's called I Wish I'd Known That, Secrets oh, to I- Success in Business. But, yeah, that book was my first book. Okay. I apologize if you bought it. There's there's a lot of things that have been improved since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was in what year? That two thousand. Uh, that was in two thousand nine. That was two thousand. Right. How do and you so, keep up with all this? Like, so, as, you know, I really remember important things. That was an, a really exciting book party. Right. Um, my mom's here with us today, Yay! and we're also an Italian <laughs> yeah. family. And hey, that's, we were, why, that's why I talk so much. <laughs> we were at the uh, Joseph Beth Bookseller, which was at that time on the South Side. They had my uh, my poster in the window and my entire family came. Oh, for like a book signing. For a book signing. My sister brought fruit kebabs, oh. and the bookstore had never seen anything like that before. <laughs> and so it was a big celebration, so I, I won't ever forget that. Aww. And at that point, I um, so then I wrote a second book a year later, and then I wrote a third book, and I was trying at that time, Jenny, to, um, to be on my book tour doing yes. speaking engagements, and then I had my clients for my public relations firm at home, and I was in... Um, Baltimore for a really big talk. I was speaking in front of 800 people. Oh it was a huge gosh. room. I can't. And <laughs> it was so exciting. Uh, and it was around so this you time of year. you excited about that. Like, you don't get nervous? No. I can't wait to get the microphone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She must get this I'm one of those. I'm one of those. <laughs> I can't wait to get the microphone. That's wonderful. So, You're you comfortable know, on there, stage. Well, there are so many things that we can do. Like, you can do a lot of things. But there's one thing that you love to do. Right. You know, I can do a lot of things. I can I can write a website, and I can teach somebody how to write a book, mm-hmm. and I can um, teach you how to introduce yourself. There's a lot of things that you could do. But there's something that you can do that nobody else can do. Right. And for me, that's getting the microphone and speaking in front of a large audience. So not everybody wow, can do that. I give you a lot that. of credit. Yes. It, you know, it, and if that's what, if, if you have something like that, chances are... That one thing that only you can do is how you can make the most amount of money in your career. Right. But most of us spend most of our time doing the other things. Oh, yes. And so it, it, it becomes backwards and upside down and inside out. And it's, it's uncomfortable. It, it does. And you know what, Beth? I mean, when you... And tell me what you think of this. When you do look on LinkedIn or you look on Facebook or you see social media and you see a woman who is like you that has been writing books, coaching, you know, has her own business, has her own um, Pittsburgh business women's, 
some women, like, I feel, ah, oh, I wish I could do all that. Or, you know, I, I'm just so envious. And how do you, what would you say to a woman that, you know, that you do all this time management? Like, how can someone else get to that point where we're, like, juggling a lot more? So, Jenny. Yeah, I know. I need her help. You know what I mean? If you're doing what you're meant to do, you don't have time to look on Facebook and LinkedIn at what everybody else is doing. <laughs> Why? Is that? <laughs> that was such a good point. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Yes, you're so right. If you if you do what you're meant to do, you're so fulfilled. And what you're meant to do is not what your neighbor's meant to do, or what somebody on Facebook is trying to sell you, right? Or what somebody on LinkedIn wants you to know about themselves, but is a fake. It's, yes. it's not what's really happening in their life. It's so true. You're so like. So if you're feeling envious about people on social media, right. at that moment, I would ask myself, what is it that I could be doing right now? Right. You, you, you know, there's. I'm teaching a class later today about. Um, setting up a space for success. So I'll give you... This is pre-recorded. Course, this but is yeah. pre-recorded. But so, so this but will already be out. do this. But one of the things I'm going to teach is that it, it really isn't about the tool. It isn't about having the new iPhone. It's not about having the best microphone. It's about having space in your schedule. And it's about your mindset and your thoughts. You know, I heard somebody say yesterday, it was, I, I was blown away by this doctor that I was listening to speak and he said if you don't train your dog your dog is out of control your dog is dangerous you need to train your dog right and we all shake our heads and we believe that beagles it's hard to train okay. <laughs> yeah beagles are hard to train right <laughs> but they do need to know what to expect right Who's okay boss? <laughs> and beagles need to stay on a leash mm-hmm. um but he said the same about your mind if you don't train your mind, your mind can become dangerous. Mm. And so if your mind like if your mind isn't trained to say, uh, uh, what is it that I want to do in my business today? Or what deadlines do I need to work on today? Then your mind goes to Facebook and Instagram and says, oh, I need a new, uh, I need a new outdoor stove for my back patio. Oh my, my neighbors God. have I an outdoor like stove. I feel like she's reading right? my mind right now. <laughs> so one of the tools that I'm going to talk about in my class today is an actual whiteboard. So um, there was a time in my life and my business when money wasn't flowing yet mm-hmm. and money was really important. And if somebody canceled or rescheduled an appointment, I never say the word cancel anymore. I just say reschedule. Right. If somebody needed to reschedule an appointment and I were going to get paid for that appointment, I would be in a sense of panic. But now I have the system set up in my business. My clients pay me in advance that tends to have them show up on time right. and they do because that. And if somebody does need to reschedule, I have a whiteboard in my office of all the things I wish I had time to do. And there's really never more than five or six things on that list. Right. So then I get to say, oh, Jenny had to reschedule. Right. I can work on this now. I get to now work on something oh, I want to work on. you'll go to the next. So yes. what used to happen would be, Jenny canceled her appointment. How am I going to pay the electric bill? What am I going to do? Right. This is a disaster. This is dangerous. This is that's your mind not being trained. Yes. Oh and now I say, oh, Jenny had to reschedule. Of course she's going to reschedule. Now's not the right time for us to work together. Now in this hour that I have free, I am going to work on 
um, yes. marketing my book, finding a place I want to go to. Uh, I make a list of all those cities that I want to visit, and that's how I right. schedule my book tour. Yes. Yeah, and so I'll say, well, I really want to go to San Antonio. I have a client in San Antonio. Now I can look online and research places to speak in San Antonio so I can make that happen. Oh, it's training your mind. You're right. Like, if, like you said, I'm still new at this. And, you know, I love what I do. The passion is there. I just love to podcast and talk to people and learn from people. And I think, like you said, eventually when I, and I try to structure my days where I have my recordings, I have my editing, but I don't have that, the social media aspect of it. I am on it a lot because I'm looking, people are responding to me. So I feel that I need to respond back to them. So how do you tell someone, like, when is a good time to just get on social media and react to some of the people that are responding to you? Okay. So... So, well, you're really good at what you do. So that's... And you're really good at scheduling up, setting up your your time. You have some some, um, what do we, boundaries like set up. This is my schedule for taping. This is my schedule for recording. Yes. And social media is good because we wouldn't have met if it were for social exactly. media. So social right. media is a good thing. Right. So, but what I recommend that, that we all need in our life and business is systems, a system. So if somebody wants to talk to you, implementing a system. So you're growing, you're in Australia now, people are going to want to pitch you to be on the site. Right. Having a, it's scattered to be, oh, let me see if anybody messaged me on Instagram or my email or texting or WhatsApp or LinkedIn mm-hmm. or Facebook. And so having a, a system, a form on your website that people can fill out. Right, I do And it that. comes through that. And so then, um, then what I do is I have a message that I'll type up a, a, a message. So for example, one of the things that happens with me is people that want to be friends with me. They don't want to follow me. Right. And I long ago, many years ago, passed that number on Facebook, right? Right. And so I just ha- have a paragraph that I wrote one time and then I'll copy and paste it. Somebody sends me a friend request. First, you don't have to respond to everybody that messages you. Right. I know. You don't have I to. I know. Why okay? do I feel the guilt? You can't because a lot of people today want to just sell you something anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. As soon as I hit confirm, they're like, hey, I got this. Yes, yeah. yes. So it wasn't like that when I came on LinkedIn and when I started on Facebook, when, when I first... I, I started on Facebook really because I wanted to follow my kids. Uh, yes. <laughs> See what they were doing, yeah, right? right? So I took to it earlier. But uh, so I wrote a paragraph back then that just said, um, thanks for wanting to connect. Here's my website. Here's where you can book an appointment with me. Um, yes. People sometimes will say to me, can you, can you share my stuff? And I don't do that. I don't share people's stuff that I don't know. You know, I'm selling life insurance. I'm selling shoes. I'm selling lipstick. Will you tell your audience about that? And I don't do that. And that's why people respect me. Right. Because I don't just share everything. See, I need to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. Remember, we were going to talk about that, having boundaries. And so having that system set up. And and most people are, are happy uh, to follow the rules, if right. you tell, but you have to have the rules. You have to have the system, right? Right. So a lot of times I'll just have a, a one paragraph response written. But I have to be honest with you, Jenny. Though, like, yeah. let me say this: when I was where you are in my business, yeah. just starting up, you're just about two years old, mm-hmm. right? Not even to your 100th episode yet. At that point, you do need to be making relationships, right? 
And so having a, a paragraph written up that you can copy and paste, and then I customize it. Like, Jenny, it was so nice to reach out to you. Yes, I'd lo- uh, I am taking clients right now, or, uh, and here's how you apply to right. be on my podcast, right? So uh, thanks so much for reaching out. I am looking for new guests. I'm always looking for quality guests. If you would right. like to fill out an application, here's the link. Can you just write that down? <laughs> <laughs> can you just put it I do have a disclaimer on my website, so people have to fill that out, and then I go through there because a lot of times I will get people from another state and you know doing FaceTime and things like that. But like you said, in any business that you are doing, you need to have what you were talking about, a system. So tell us more about your books that you wrote. Oh, well, I've written, all of my books are self-help and inspirational, motivational. They are all um, how to help you achieve success in your life and business because women don't separate these things. And uh, I think my most favorite book was probably number, maybe number 11. It's called From Frantic to Focused. And that's a book that has seven steps um, to shift your life from out of control to streamlined and successful. And that's the like official title of the book. But that's the book that I wrote, Jenny. It's the first book I ever wrote about myself. Okay. All of my books are about somebody, about you. Right. <laughs> Here's how to do this. Here's how to write a press release. Here's how right. to become visible. Here's how to work with celebrities. Here's how... And the, From Frantic to Focused is the first book that I ever wrote that says, that opened the curtain a little bit and said, mm-hmm. this is my life. And it talks about that time that I started my business and I was having the kids on the school bus and um, not starting, you know, working all the time, not sleeping a lot right? and uh, not taking care of myself. And I got really sick. Oh. I was so sick that I actually had a visiting nurse coming to take care of me. I had to, from somebody who's so independent, I had to learn how to ask for help and it was really hard. But more than that, it was, it was life threatening. And, uh, I didn't want my children who didn't even drive at the time to, to lose their mother because she didn't have any rules in her life about taking care of herself, that she felt that she should take care of other people before we need to put ourselves first. And so, um, that's a hard habit. Mm -hmm. to, to break putting the needs of everyone else before yourself is a really hard habit to break because most of us have been doing it our whole lives. Right. That need to please. Moms, yeah, yes. And yes. Mm-hmm. So even as children, right. you, you become the peacekeeper and the one who wants to make everybody happy. And if you do something and people give you praise, then you want to do more of that because you right. want to get more praise. And that's how becoming a, a ple- people pleaser begins in childhood. People pleaser. Yes. Oh, I think that's like my middle name. Yes. <laughs> so I, many of us live with that. That is right. so hard to do. But like, I feel like all of your books have a message and they can really help people through the steps of life. And everybody's in a different, with their journey, they're in a different stage. And I think that, like, what would you recommend for someone like me that someone just started out in their business? Which book would you recommend? I think the From Frantic to Focus would be a, a favorite book for yes. you. Um, I have a new book called Imposter Syndrome and or Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. And if you don't know what Imposter Syndrome is, it, it's a yeah, little bit about to us a little. what we've talked about. Imposter Syndrome is a very heavily researched phenomenon that uh, talks about why, and it's mostly women. But, but a lot of people do it, but it's mostly high achieving women feel that they don't deserve the success that they've achieved. Yes. They feel like it, they're fake. They feel right. like 
they feel like, oh, I just got this award. They must have made a mistake. I just got this promotion. Oh, my God. What if they find yes. out? Oh I'm really not good enough. Right. And not to interrupt you, I was just at this women in business um, at PNC Park, and there were three women on the panel. And Kara Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's wife, was talking about how we don't think so if you're looking to advance in your career and you're going to go to the next level she was saying the the women were saying that you want to be 100% sure and ready for this position but men on the other hand maybe 60% say you know what I can handle this job and they'll go for it but we're not we don't think we like you said we don't think that we can do it or handle it we strive for perfectionism yes Mm -hmm. Yes. and then even then it's not perfect enough right and by we I mean most women not all women but most women do that so the imposter syndrome. So the imposter syndrome is a scientific, heavily scientifically researched phenomenon. Yeah, and I'm, I speak, so I travel around the country, right. and a lot of times I'll uh, be, you know, in front of or behind a speaker or science-based speaker that's talking about imposter syndrome, and I found it really frustrating because they talk about why it happens and how it happens and when it happens, but I have never heard a speaker talk about how to stop imposter right. syndrome. Right, yes. And so in this book, I talk about six strategies to overcome that syndrome. So in the book, there's nothing about the science. You can find that online. You can find that in many books that many accomplished uh, professionals have written. Mine is pure strategy. You know, my books are no fluff. It's like me telling you what to do. A lot of people will say, I feel like you're in my head. I feel like you're talking to me. I feel like you are in mine. And you're right. When you're, like, thinking about something, I don't want to know the definition. I want to know. Just tell me how to do it. Yes. Like, help me, guide me. Just tell me how to do it. And I'm a hands-on person. Like, I need to. Sometimes with me, and you can tell other listeners that are like that, it's hard to to sit down and read a book. Mm. And sometimes I'm just go, 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 go. So is there another way, too, that they can come to you, Beth, if they need some coaching advice besides reading your books? Yeah, so true. So it is, you know, I love to read. I love to read. And I have a lot of books that I haven't read yet that I've bought, right? So it is (laughs) is true. I like, and that's why podcasting is so fabulous, because people like to listen. Some people are really auditory learners. I love to also listen. So a lot of the books that I consume are are audio books. Yes. And we're here at the library, and you can now get audiobooks at the library, which is yes. wonderful. Um, and so, but thanks for asking about what I do. Yes. So I, I do, a lot of people will buy my book and never read it, but they've come to one of my trainings, and right. they, get the, they get the content from the training. Yes. So I do corporate trainings. Um, I do in-person trainings and workshops. I speak at a lot of conferences. And I have a coaching group for women that meets every Thursday afternoon. And we meet every Thursday, every single Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern time every Thursday on zoom and um and and it's where we come together and I talk for about half an hour usually 40 minutes but it's supposed to be half an hour (laughs) and then we work together and we work together for a little bit and so I also do private coaching like you probably do or will be doing soon yes and I found that a lot of people working in private coaching is frustrating because they really wanted me to tell them what to do and show them what to do. And so if I were working with somebody privately, we'll meet twice a month and they'll wait for me until two more weeks. And this way then in the weekly coaching group, I teach them a little bit and then they do a little bit of work. And this way you get to move your business forward just a teeny bit every week because we are so busy. And if you block out that one one hour once a week and you can just do a little bit to move your business forward, it really does work. And it's really, truly 
my favorite hour of the week. Right. I love to come together with these high achieving women. Oh, that's how many women do you have? Right now we have twenty. Wow. So yeah. they're all so on twenty Zoom. people all on Zoom. They're mostly from here, but from all over. I even have one in the UK. Okay. Uh, so we're from all different time zones, and yes. we come together, and it's called Success Circle, and it really oh, is I a success that. circle of women. I love that, Success Circle. Jeez, that might be the title. I love that. Yes. I, just, I feel like that we do. We need to empower each other, mm-hmm. inspire each other. We're all doing something different, and we were also talking about, what was the other thing we wanted to talk Not copycats. Um, more of like, if... You feel that what you're doing, because there's so many podcasts now, and there's so many bloggers and influencers now, and if you want to set set yourself aside from other people, like you said before, what I can offer is something different than somebody else can offer. But if somebody else out there wants to start their own business, how do they not be a copycat, or how do they not have people that are copycatting. Is that a word? (laughs) (laughs) I think it is a word. I made it up. So, well, you know, they tell you, oh, if somebody copies your work, consider it the highest compliment. But it's very painful to see somebody copy your work. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating because you put so much into it. And that's happened to me. I I joined a women's mastermind years ago. I wrote a book called... um, a publicity action kit, how to do your own publicity. And uh, one of the one of the giveaways in the back of that book was 101 ways, 101 reasons to write a press release. So, you know, back in the day when I started my business, the way you would grow your list was you would have a free giveaway. Okay. And so I had a free giveaway, 101 reasons to write a press release. It took me an entire weekend to write it, or only a weekend. You can look at that. It's a mind training, right? Right. Only a weekend. I, I wrote saw this, this list. on her website. That's why I'm talking <laughs> about 101 reasons to write a press release. And this was a, a resource that I gave away. I gave it on my website. Right. You, could, you could have it. And so I joined this women's group from across the country. And there were about 30 of us. And we coached for a year together. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really, it was a big stretch for me. It was a big part of my success. And about four years later, I was working at my desk. And I said, I think I'm going to put that report, 101 Reasons to Write a Press Release. I think I'm going to put that at the end of my book. It will be a really good like add-on with bonus. I couldn't find it in my computer. Uh-uh. So I thought, I know it's on the internet. I think it's, I put it on LinkedIn. I know I put it on Facebook. I know I can find it. So I Googled 101 Reasons to Write a Press Release. <laughs> and one of the women from that group from Oregon had taken my report and just didn't change anything on it, Jenny, except her name. How do you do that? Listen, even in the bottom where it said (laughs) copyright 2021, on like the third page, it said Beth Caldwell. Like she didn't even bother to read the whole report before she She copied copied it and and put it on her website. And you know, (laughs) instead of getting away with it, instead of getting angry, I got really hurt. Yeah. I got really, really hurt. I couldn't believe that somebody would steal my work like that. Right. It was so hard. Yeah. That was year, a few years ago. And now people still steal my work. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh about it because, and I know that's going to sound to you very strange, but it's happened to me a few times. Mm-hmm. But here's what I've learned. People who steal your work do so because they can't create their own. Right. And so I have learned mm-hmm. yeah, that they'll never be me. They will never be me. <laughs> right. They're never going to show up with the effort that I put together. And she's certainly never going to show up with the effort to a client to to actually give the quality of work if she's a thief. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So now if she would have came to you, Beth, and said, hey, I really like this, that what you wrote. Can I kind of use this or can I have a couple things on here? Or what would you say to her? I would have said, tell me about your business. Right. <laughs> because I'm not going to align. The same I'm not going to align with everybody. Okay. Right. I'm not going to promote other people's work if they're not to the same level that I want to give to my clients. But if she were a high level quality person in my mastermind group, I would have said, why don't we do a podcast together? Why don't we do a video chat together? Why don't we do a social media live where you share some publicity tips and I share some publicity tips and it'll be good for everyone and it will grow both of our audiences. That's the way I would handle it. But I wouldn't do that with anybody, but she was in my mastermind group. I knew her, so I I probably would have done that with her. Yeah. I mean, just ask P.S. By the way, she is out of business now and I think she works at a deli. So. We, we have to get that. <laughs> but no, I mean, I really believe too that, you know, just ask for help. And I'm so, I used to be that person, like if I don't know something, I'd be in a room and people would be talking about something and I feel so uneducated. So then I was like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pretend I know and I understand. I'll be like, oh yeah, 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 I know that. I'm done doing that. Good. Being that's showing up authentically you. Yes. I am done. I am, I'm asking questions. I'm saying, listen, I have no idea what you're talking about. Please explain this to me. I was never like that in my life. And so let me just refresh on that. You're diminishing yourself a little bit by saying, I don't know what that is. You can just say instead, you can say, oh, tell me about that. Tell me more about that. That's the first time I've heard that. Instead of saying, I don't know about that, just say, this is the first time I've heard that. Can you tell me more? Right. There's a way to say. You see how you power position yourself or you diminish yourself? Power position. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Power position. She's taking so many notes. (laughs) I love it. There's no reason to diminish yourself. There's a way that you can say it. For example, uh, if you're in the grocery store and you bump into somebody with your cart, instead of saying, sorry, 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 I'm so sorry, you can say, excuse me. (laughs) There's no reason to diminish yourself and be... You know, apologizing. Oh my gosh! Say excuse me. me. Or if somebody moves out of your way, because you're you're driving your car on the road where it's supposed to be, you can say thank you. Right. Or something I had to do yesterday. I had to move some appointments around because of a family event, um, and I didn't say I'm so sorry that I have to cancel. I said thank you, thank you. I really appreciate your flexibility. Okay. So we don't need to diminish ourselves yeah, ever. Men do not diminish themselves. No, they're like I can't talk. Yeah. I had a guy bump into me one time because he, I was behind him, and he pushed his seat back like that, and he ran over my foot. And his girlfriend, across from him, said, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And he said, "I didn't see her." But mm-hmm. he okay. never apologized. <laughs> But she did. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. He didn't feel that he needed to apologize because he didn't see me. What he said was, oh, I didn't see you. Are you okay? I mean, I guess that's all right. I don't know. That would be one place where you could apologize. But he really didn't see he had a reason to apologize because he didn't do anything Mm -hmm. intentional. she did it for him. She did it for him. But he didn't intentionally run over my foot. Right. It was an accident. So isn't that interesting how the brains work? It is. And I love how you said your mindset and you got to train your brain. You do. And that those things are so interesting. And uh, before, I know, we, we got so we much could talk to talk. For hours, I know, we could we talk Jenny? for hours. But, I mean, what else would you like the listeners to know about you and what you do, Beth? 
Oh, you've been so kind I know. To, to really talk Listen, about me. I was looking at your stuff and I was like, what? She knows some famous people, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a celebrity here. I, I think celebrity. my favorite thing that we, we can end on this if you want to, and I think that, um, you know, my mom is here. We don't have a camera on her, but I was very fortunate when I was a child because I would say to my, I used to read her um, Family Circle magazines and her Good Housekeeping magazines. That? Right? I remember that. See, and I'm as old as me. Yeah, I would, I would, um, see these articles that were written in these magazines and get these ideas that I would say, well, when I grow up, I'm going to be a writer. When I grow up, I'm going to be on the radio. When I grow up, I'm going to be on TV. And my mom was peeling potatoes or ironing always because I was always sitting somewhere near where she was working. And she would say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. She never said, oh, you can't do that. My dad would always say, girls don't do that. (laughs) Girls don't do that. You need to get married. We need to find you a husband. Husband Yes. Um, But my mom would be like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And so the belief that you can do it is the first thing. Somebody told you that you couldn't do it. And that's a problem for some people. But I also want to say that there's this there's this mindset of I can't have it all. Mm -hmm. And I fully disagree with that, Jenny. I think you can do it all. I think you can have it all. I don't think you can do it all at the same time. Yes, it's true. Right? We can't do it all at the same time. When my children were very young and I was the soccer mom and the PTA mom and um, driving my kids to Boy Scout camp, that is not a time that I came to talk on a podcast or go be on a TV interview. But they're in college now. And now I'm doing it. It's like you you can do it all. You did your job then. At that point... At that point, my calling was to be a mom. Right. And I did a good job. And they're now on their own and independent. And now my, now I can do a different calling right. of my life. It, it's so true. So because you can do it all. Just don't try to do it do at the same it, time. The That's same where time. you get really beat up. Right. Because if you're, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I have been talking to, women-owned businesses, have been over 40. Because I think a lot of them, they see that their kids are ready to go. It's almost like you let them leave the nest, but you uh, they may still be home, but you're able to have that flexibility. They have the independence if you taught the them. Yes. And I see a lot of women doing this in their 20s and 30s before they have children. No, they're smart. Oh, that would have been easier. <laughs> right. Financially, that we would have been a lot about easier. That. Right. <laughs> no, because we were, it, it was a different time mm-hmm. with us. You know, I mean, I, I was raised, I have an Italian grandma and grandpa, and my parents were divorced, and I would always see my grandparents together, and she always, she took care of them. She was the one that cooked and cleaned and did all this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be the Italian wife. I'm half Italian. And I'm supposed to cook and clean. And <laughs> I don't mind it. I didn't mind it at the time. But now I've got to that point, and And I feel like you had it, too, where you're just like, oh, the light goes on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I need something for me. I need something that's going to drive me every day to get up and say, I love what I'm doing. I think more importantly than that, Jenny, I think you're called to do something more. Right. You don't have to do one or the other. Our, our, we're in a unique time of history. Mm-hmm. We are of the generation where women began to embrace the idea of being able to work right. and have a career. You know, not long before us, not very long before us, one generation before us, women were quitting their jobs when right. they got married. Oh, yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. One generation before us. And that's so we're new to this. And so the, the folks of our generation, we thought, well, we're, we can be as good as men. 
Right. But the younger women now know I don't have to be like a man. Right. I can be myself. Right. And do this. And so we're a part of a really interesting time in history, history a transitional time, um, where we thought we had to pick one or the other. And women were a bit mean to each other about mm-hmm. that. Yes, they were. They were quite judgmental if you worked or if you uh, didn't work. Every, there, there seemed to be two different sides of it. And and I'm here to say that you have you weren't put on this earth just to have a career or just to have a family, and certainly not just to be a servant to others. Right. You were called to do more than that. Yes. And and maybe TV and family and social media has distracted us from that. Mm-hmm. Um, some women will tell me, I don't know what my calling is. And, and, and for a long time, I was so confused by that. But the truth is, when I was in a job I hated, I didn't know what my calling was either. But what your calling is is who your essence is. I was going to say, how do you find that? You it, you were born with it. But so you just, you, how do you get you it? You have out? to remember it. Yeah, you have to remember it. Right. So you have to have a little space to think about that. You know, in in your mind, in your yes. brain, you got to think yes. about things that you really. It's in your enjoy. spirit. It's in your mm-hmm. soul. It's the things that you love to do when you were young. The mm-hmm. things that you naturally wanted to do. You know, when you were before you were five or six, before you went to school, and somebody told you you have to act a certain way. Um, you might have picked up a microphone and sung. I do. I, I want yes. to be a singer. How you did, love that. You read right? my mind. I've listened to your podcast, right? <laughs> but I did want to be a singer. I would have picked up a microphone and talked because I knew that singing wasn't my thing, mm-hmm. right? So, so you knew, and some people it was they painted. Or they went for hikes in the woods. It's what you're naturally drawn to doing, what you naturally love. Instead of going, well, this is what I should like. This is what everybody else is doing. It maybe I should. should, Right, like that pickleball. Yeah, I'm not interested in the pickleball. Everybody, I'm like, I need to do it because everybody's doing it. That's not at all the reason why you need to do it, right? (laughs) And so, uh, and so, um, you know, I love to read. I love to read since I was very, very young. And so um, writing books is your So, passion. right, right. I loved the books were my thing. You like to sing and entertain and perform. So it's if you have no idea what your calling is, what your sole purpose is, think about what you did when you were very young. And if you really don't know what it is, Jenny, I'll give you a, a tip. Yeah, please. It's a little hard. I, yeah. It's actually easy, but it's also hard. Like, do I need to write and this And that down? is, um, <laughs> what you want to do is you want to make a list of all the things you never want to do again. Mm, interesting. And then you clear the space for what you do want to do. If you can't think of what you do want to do, make a list of what you never want to do, do again. I like yeah. that, Beth. Oh, my goodness. You Women know. all over America are going to say, I never again want to cook a turkey for Thanksgiving. It's, we're, <laughs> we're upending the world, right? I don't want to clean it. <laughs> clean it. Somebody else just clean it Let somebody else do it. I just love our talk. We could talk forever. And you have such great advice for women. And and when I first met you, you took the time to talk to me about my business and about what I should be doing. And you sent that that link for trying to look for someone to help me. And I'm like, I am just so thankful and just really grateful that you were able to give some time to me with that. That was just, I feel like when women do that with other women, you want to give back to them. You want to do something for them. So, I mean, if you need help, if you need best services, how would they get a hold of you? What's your website? So, so my website is coachbethcaldwell.com. I'm sure you'll put the link somewhere so everybody can find it. Yes, coachbethcaldwell.com. And you can find me. I, I am mostly on LinkedIn. That's my favorite place to be. I'm also on Instagram. 
Okay. No Facebook or all the other stuff. No. Yeah, I'm there, but I, it's not really me. The best way to get a hold <laughs> of you. My pictures is, are on Facebook because I'm like my Facebook and LinkedIn is, or my Facebook and Instagram are connected. Yes. But I find that to be uh, the last place that I want to be spending right. my time and energy. Right. That particular place. Because you're doing so much with mm-hmm. the business aspect. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Oh, Jenny. Thank you. This was so wonderful. I feel. I hope you were informed and you learned a lot from Beth because I know I did because I was asking a lot of questions. I was getting free business. <laughs> Another reason to start a podcast, right? Know, right? <laughs> but no, thank you so much for taking All the right, time Jenny. to talk to our listeners. And Kathy over <laughs> there, thank you for being, she's our audience. She's going to either clap. Yeah, we have, an, we have an in-studio audience yeah, so today, she might we? say boo. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being on the set today. And thank you for being a part of Spill Bye. With Me, Jenny D. Take care. Come spill with me.